die. I'm being attacked. Like, I'm cornered. What do I do? The door's locked. They've flown at me, and I'm in the corner. Welcome to episode three of the 411. I'm Eddie Small. I'm Marcus Painter. I'm Diana Gill. Michelle Eaton. And I'm Chris Young, and I'm lucky to be alive. That was frightening. The goose. Introductions out of the way. We have a really fun show for you planned today. Going to do kind of a spring breaky marry a date or dump on the tech tools. We're going to have a little tech tool throwdown. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA uh, championship game, which is tonight. We're going to talk about our brackets and then stupid human tricks. So, really excited to, to take things away. Did anybody get a little Caesars today? Apparently, they were giving out free pizza uh, for the NCAA tournament. Obviously, got to sell those things. So, uh, what'd you guys think? Is your bracket doing well? Do you have any of the winners? in the championship i for the first time maybe in <clears throat> like a decade i didn't do any brackets i didn't fill out not one bracket this year uh so my bracket is perfect go me and like every year for me i have butler going all the way obviously and my bracket was busted weekend one my final four guys was completely knocked out before the first weekend was over. It's been a rough March. Well, when I watched the, uh, I will say this, when I watched the selection show, uh, I, of course, am a Purdue guy. Um, so I knew Purdue was in. Uh, it was just a question of the seating and the matchup. And within a couple of minutes, right off the bat, I'm thinking, okay, we win uh, round one. Great. Purdue, Butler next round, um, which is a bummer because, you know, I would certainly root for Butler except against my team. Um, so that was an interesting matchup. I know Michelle was um, very, very heartbroken by the result there. Uh, sorry about that. I'm still pouting. Still pouting. So like most people, my bracket was not good, but even... Even, like, rankings, I'm near the bottom. So it was bad, but on the positive side, um, the, the IU men's team obviously didn't get into anything. But how about the, uh, the Hoosier ladies winning the NIT? That's huge for their program. And then Notre Dame, the women's team winning the, the national championship. That was one of the most insane finishes two in a row. Um, so, Eddie, I think you were at the women's, the IU one. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, took uh, took the little uh, to the game, and she just really has a blast when we go to those things. She was feeling a little under the weather, but still kind of perked up uh, when they do the the flag running and the team comes out. And they did a really cool thing at the beginning. So there were like over thirteen thousand people there. Their yearly attendance for the year uh, for the season this year was actually like twenty four thousand. And they had 13,000 people in assembly hall to watch the women's basketball team obviously win an NIT championship. And it was awesome. At the beginning, they turned out all the lights and they had everybody put their phones up and they had lights and there's music going. It was crazy. Really fun atmosphere. Uh, it was a really good game. Uh, kind of came down to the last, you know, two minutes or so. And... Uh,
Uh, it was a it was a, a great time. The Hoosiers got the win. Big IU fan, so uh, it was uh, it was good to see them them do well. Yeah, um, the only bracket that I've been paying attention to is my Indiana Connected Educators March Mayhem EdTech bracket. Um, that's been kind of fun. If you've been participating with other Indiana educators, voting on our favorite safest technology tools to use with students in the classroom. Um, and it makes me think about how every year around this time you start to see a lot of professional development pop up in um, sort of using the bracket theme to provide professional development for teachers. And personally, I love I love that because it's a really great opportunity to start talking about copyright and trademark since the NCAA has um, a lot of their terms trademarked, it can be a way to um, slide in some topics and talking about copyright and trademarks. Since DG kind of brought up some ed tech tools, we're going to segue right in to our next segment, which is a merry date and dump segment on ed tech tools. So I'm going to get Marcus started here. Marcus, you get three choices. You got to marry one, you got to date one, and then you have to dump one. Flipgrid, Padlet, and Today's Meet. Go. Whew. Um, let's see. Okay. <clears throat> I got to say that I'm going to... I'm going to just start out with dumping today's meat. Uh, I like it. I use it. Um, it's just so... I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Like, we had, we had a good run. We had a good run. It was short-lived. But I gotta break up with you. So today's meet, you're gone. Um, I'm going to. I, I'm dating Flipgrid. Uh, and here's the thing: I love Flipgrid. Well, I shouldn't. You shouldn't use the L word. Um, I really, really, really like Flipgrid. I want to spend time with Flipgrid. Uh, I'm excited to see where things might go and progress with Flipgrid in the future. I really dig a lot of what could be on the horizon with Flipgrid. But I don't know for sure. I'm not ready to fully invest. But I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. And so with that being said, of course, then I'm going to have to marry Padlet. And, and I'm going to marry Padlet simply because it has just got, it's got the total package. It's got the, the looks, the personality, the sense of humor. Um, I want to spend time with Padlet. I think that there's a future there. I think that it's fully, fully uh, a, a rockin' tech tool, and I'm fully invested. Padlet. Let's get married. Um, <clears throat> quite the showman, Marcus. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you on marrying Padlet. Here's my reason. Um, it does everything that Flipgrid does. I'm going to... Uh, now, I know. Flipgrid lovers. Flipgrid is cool. Uh, simple to use. I'm not hating on Flipgrid. But if I had to choose, Padlet does the video stuff, too. And I might... I might date today's meet. Because it... It provides a little something-something that the others don't. Right? I'm Team Flipgrid. Um, one, I think it's just way too easy to use. Um, and so, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a... a pre-kindergarten classroom, um, they can use Flipgrid right away. Um, it's super easy and um, useful. So 
anyways, I'm, I'm team Flipgrid just for the ease of use. Secondary though, I, I could see Flipgrid, but for the for the littles where where EdTech is hard, Flipgrid's got it figured out. All right, so uh, I'm gonna challenge uh, the next victim here, uh, and I think I want to challenge Diana. Diana, your options, your trio, your tech trio is, uh, I have terrible eyesight. Um, your tech trio is uh, Canva, PictoChart, and Google Drawings. Good luck. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and dump PictoChart right away. Um, I'm not saying that it's hard to use, but of all of those three options, I think it's the hardest to use. Um, so moving on, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'll date Google Drawings, even though it's easy to use and you don't have to worry about the age requirements using um, G Suite tools with the younger students. Um, I love it. I think it's a great blank canvas to be used in so many different ways. Um, but but Canva and I have been dating for a while now and things are going really well. I, I love that tool. I use it pretty much every single day of my life. Um, I think it's easy to use. I think it provides tons of templates to get you started even if you're not great with graphic design. Um, and there's enough content in there to keep you producing for free. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say that I will uh, marry Canva unless Google Slides came along and then I would just dump the whole batch and uh, run away with Google Slides. I'm team Diana. I, uh, I would marry Canva. The, the graphic design that you can create with that for um, basically free, they're freemium because you can spend, um, but their freemium is pretty pretty awesome. Um, Google Drawings doesn't have the, the templates in. You basically create from scratch, so that would be why I wouldn't. I would just date Google Drawings, but uh, yeah, I agree. Diana and Chris are both right. That, that Canva is so quick. Like I had this discussion with some people in the business world that, that do graphic design, and we got into a discussion about you know Photoshop and some of the tools that they use that are you know high level, you know next next step stuff. And the Canva's so quick, like it's so easy. The efficiency far outweighs those tools for me. And being able to pop in, get something done that looks pretty professional, and pop out, Canva's Canva's it for me. I'm marrying Canva all the way. Same. Agree, agree, agree. Love Canva. The only thing I'll add is that I would be dating PictoChart. I love creating infographics, and it's, in my opinion, the best tool out there for creating infographics, and it's just way too hard to do it with any other tool. So that's what I would switch. Okay, Michelle, your turn. So your three tools are H5P, ThingLink, and Edpuzzle. You guys are making it tough on me. So these are all interactive content creation tools, um, which I love. Um, I'm all about creating content that students interact with and are not just passively viewing or reading. <sighs> that said, let me start with dating. I'm gonna swipe right on ThingLink. I want to explore it more. Um, if you're not familiar, ThingLink is a tool that allows you to create, take an image, either one that you've created or one that you found, 
and add interactive elements to it. So you add these little hotspots and you can add videos or text or links or images. And I love that because it leverages how we naturally browse the internet. Um, and so, yeah, swiping right on ThingLink. I'm gonna date ThingLink for a while. Um, that leaves H5P and Edpuzzle. Edpuzzle allows you to take videos and make them interactive. So adding in um, notes, questions, audio um, in the middle of um, like YouTube or Vimeo videos. And then it also adds an accountability piece so you can see how far students have viewed what they viewed um, and you can prevent them from moving forward before they interact. So cool. Um, but unfortunately, I'm gonna have to dump Edpuzzle and it's not because I don't have strong feelings for it. Um, it's just not gonna work in my courses because it's not accessible. You can't add, um, it's not easily accessible. So to make an Edpuzzle video accessible, you have to add a transcript instead of adding captioning. So I'm going to dump Edpuzzle and I'll cry and I'll be sad to see it go. But I'm going to say that because I am marrying H5P. H5P is an HTML5 content creation tool that allows anybody to easily create interactive content that can be viewed on um, any device that allows HTML5. So even Chromebooks, even iPads, um, it's really great. And you can create interactive videos a la Edpuzzle using H5P. So that made the breakup a little bit easier. Um, but you can create content like accordion view content, hotspot images, um, different layouts for pages within your LMS, tons and tons of interactive content so easily um, and it goes right into an LMS or onto a site. Um, I'm marrying H5P because I use it every single time I am creating content for online courses. H5P is totally awesome and I'm not good enough with it yet so I would date that one. Um, and I disagree Michelle, I would dump Thing link, and here's the only reason why is with invisible transparent shapes, um, you can basically create hot spots on like a Google drawing. So I can do what ThingLink does um, on another tool, and I can't easily embed questions um, like I can on Edpu on Edpuzzle. Um, so I, I, I would dump ThingLink, and I'd keep Edpuzzle. But I understand your reasoning. I completely agree with Chris um, when he talks about dumping ThingLink for the same exact reason. I think about um, the best tool, the safest tool, the tool that we have already that um, doesn't require us to deal with the limitations of using a free tool. So bye bye ThingLink and you're easily replaceable. Kicking EdTech tools to the curb, get out of here. Man, all right. so. Our final segment today, I don't have any, which is why I'm moderating. Our final segment today is Stupid Human Tricks. We have some crazy individuals in this group that can do some pretty incredible things. So uh, I think I'll just let them go. There's no real order to this. I think they're just going to pop on and, and do their thing. I don't know how this will go, so bear with us. This is a dangerous one, and I call this trick the human jump rope. And uh, let's hope I don't hurt myself in the process. All right, so here's what I do. I'm going to grab my foot and I'm going to jump up and bring this leg over my foot and jump rope this foot and land it on the other side. So I gotta stretch a little bit. Here we go. Three, two, one.
Try it. Try it at home, I dare you. And post the video results. That is awesome. And I promise you, I will not be trying that at home. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do something much less dangerous, but super weird. Actually, it could be dangerous. If my mom was right all those years that my face will get stuck this way. Um, I can cross one eye in. This is so weird. I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay, here we go. Um, I have to start with both eyes crossed, and I'm not even 100% sure I'm doing it, so let's see. You guys ready? <laughs> ah! Did I do it? Nicely done, Michelle. Um, I can't even cross my eyes, so I'm jealous of your ability. Uh, Michelle, I've seen you do that before, and it scares me. It really does. It looks like it hurts. Um, with that being said, Chris, you're, you're a great athlete, but can you create your own round of applause? Can you do that? I can. I'm, I'm so sorry to everyone out there. So, I'm so sorry. Well, we did say that this was going to be a weird vodcast, I guess. Alright. I'm still second-guessing my decision to uh, share this with you. Um, but my superhuman trick is that I can gleek. Like... I'm a champion gleeker, if that were a thing. So I, I think I recognized that I had this ability when I was little and I was brushing my teeth and accidentally I gleeked on the mirror and I was like, what was that? That was like venom from a snake or something. So I'm about to spit at the camera um, and you can still be friends with me um, or not after this. Here we go. So gleeking is where you like basically just like bend your tongue back to the roof of your mouth and then saliva comes at you. So here we go, ready? <laughs> I just... Are we crowning winners? I don't think we decided that, but... Diana, you win. Champion Gleeker. <laughs> you can put that on my resume. I don't want to lose. Did, I don't, I can't do it. I'll lose. And it sounds like that might be a good place to end. All of the tools and everything we talked about will be linked below. Make sure you comment, make sure you interact. We'll be happy to field anybody's questions about uh, gleeking and otherwise <laughs> after this. It seems like a great place to end. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at The411Vodcast and our new Facebook page at The411Vodcast. And that's The411.